Well, welcome back to the Drive to Dayton Season 2, Episode 12, the tournament edition of the Drive to Dayton. We got our full we got our full cast of characters back this week, ready for a six-man tag. We got a we got our three. Whoever wants some of this, get your three. Uh, we're ready to go, man. After a rough week around for pretty much all of us last week, uh, we are back and full effect this week, gentlemen. And we are going to kick this show off. Um, with a topic that, you know, for Ohio's sake, <laughs> kind of broke the internet um, this past week. And, um, you know, I was not, um, I was not, I, I was I was in the mix as well with, uh, you know, I threw, I threw my two cents in there as well. But gentlemen, let's start with this today. Um, TJ, I'll get your thoughts first. General, just your general th thoughts on the um, the news now that we will be going to seven divisions officially in basketball next year. I mean, like we said back in whenever that was November, that you know we kind of all knew behind the scenes that this was on the way. Uh, whether it was going to be six or seven, uh, we knew that the the board was looking at some sort of expansion uh, in Ohio. And, oh, man, um, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, I'm sure you kind of caught some of the some of the rant that I was on the other day. Um, quite frankly, man, like we, we made our district picks this week, you know, so we were looking through each and every district, D1 through D4, uh, picking our district winners. And my God, some of these regions, some of these districts are bad. Like there just yeah. aren't yeah. many good teams. Now we're going to water that down and, and turn four into seven. And, and to be honest, we, we all know why they're, why they're doing this, right? You get a lot of schools, a lot of people upset at the Lutheran East of the world, the Richmond Heights of the world. Well, guess what? Now if you add seven divisions, more of those schools are going to keep winning. You're telling me Garfield Heights isn't going to sweep in division two? Lutheran East in five, Richmond Heights in six, San Ignatius and Molars of the World in one. What what is this solve, guys? All all of this could have been prevented if competitive balance worked. If there was some sort of effective competitive balance system that was in play, we wouldn't have to be dealing with this. You tell me a system where Akron, St. Vincent, St. Mary goes to the Division I state championship. They lose to Moeller. The very next year, they jump back down to Division II. And what, like, what world are we living in? What is going on? Roth, I think you had a, um, you had a great comment. Um, I don't remember who you were replying to, but it was something, and help me out here. It was something to the effect of basically changing the, changing everything for a select few. And I'm paraphrasing here. But what was it exactly that you said? Uh, I said that we're we're changing the rules for the many when the rules only had to be adjusted for the few. It was in response to TJ's tweet, yeah. just talking about how 
there aren't enough quality teams to award seven state champions. Uh, I don't think Ohio has 28 teams for their school size that need to make the final four. Um, I think that if you just solve the problem in division four, you, you get Richmond Heights out of there, you get Lutheran East, Harvest Prep out of division three, uh, I think you would see more competitive games. And if you, if you just take Richmond Heights out of division four, we've mentioned this extensively, look at that division four playoffs. Like you've got Berlin Highland, you've got Warren JFK, Delta St. John, uh, Toledo Christian, Lima Central Catholic, Rushi, uh, Troy Christian. Like you've got a lot of really, really good teams. I, I don't think we needed to make a division six and a division seven for these schools. We just needed to get Richmond Heights out of there. Like TJ said, if competitive balance worked and we had, and I, I think that your Richmond Heights and Lutheran East and Lutheran West would enjoy playing the best of the best. Uh, a lot of the teams uh, have, they want to play the best teams in the regular season. They challenge themselves. You, you look at in Pennsylvania, when Kennedy Catholic, had an issue. They were dominating the small school section of the Pennsylvania State playoffs. They Once they were given the option, they went up and they competed against the big boys. And then another thing that I don't believe it fixes, when I looked class by class, the biggest teams in Division 2, 3, and 4 are not the best. The biggest Division 2 schools are Bowling Green, Mount Healthy, Whitehall, Harvey, Mansfield Senior, Bellbrook, New Philadelphia, Revere, Tiffin Columbia, Hamilton Township, Tri-Valley, and Miami Trace. Like, in Division Three, it's Fairless, Lakeview, Norwood, Valley View, Horizon Science, Chagrin Falls, Grenin, Columbus Academy, Ostego, Keystone, Westfall, Madison Senior, and Clearview. No, like, uh, no title contenders amongst those teams. No. So as long as we got Lutheran East out of Division Three, you could take the smallest team in Division Three versus the biggest team in Division Three, and it's a very level playing field. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that I just I personally disagreed with the suggestion of going to five divisions. But I at least understood where those who wanted to make Division One smaller were coming from. I think that that argument actually held some merit. Even though I wouldn't have done it, I, I think it made sense. I think that jumping from four to seven is just going to add more blowouts. It doesn't solve anything, like TJ says. You still have Lutheran East is still going to win Division Five. Uh, Richmond Heights will still probably win Division Six. It doesn't solve the underlying issues, and I think there's going to be more blowouts. Uh, teams are probably going to have to travel further yeah, to for sure, for play sure. these games, especially in Division One. If you're from Northwest Ohio, you're traveling at minimum two hours. So there were what like two only two Northwest Ohio teams that would be included in the new Division One. Like I think three. I think it was three. Whitmer, Findlay, and Perrysburg were the only three. Yeah. So, I think just a couple thoughts from my end. 
Um, you know, all, all this stuff is they're, they're trying to duplicate football, and I just think you're comparing apples to oranges there. I mean, one, um, there's still blowouts in, in, in football in Ohio. I mean, you look at some of these state semifinal games, I mean, just absolute massacres. I mean, state final games, absolute massacres. Um, but as a totality, Ohio has more quality football player, individual football players, um, you know, than basketball. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a much more rich football state um, in terms of talent. Uh, but when you're starting to spread it out in basketball like that, um, I mean, it's just kind of crazy. Um, and, and at the end of the day, you know, I, I was lamenting about this. Um, there's just something special about making the Final Four and getting to play, um, you know, for years it was in Columbus, um, getting to play in that venue um, at least one time. Uh, and, and the coolest part is, it's like, you know, my alma mater made it down there in 2012 and just absolutely got boat raced. But I can tell you this, <clears throat> when you go back and talk to those guys, like, yeah, sure, would they have liked to been more competitive? Yes. But those kids will, in that community will never forget that trip to the Final Four. And it wasn't about the, the game day. It was about the days leading up at school and the pep rallies and, the, you know, and the community uh, and everybody's behind you. Um, but when you when you do when you're gonna do it this way, I mean, you know, St. Clairsville would have been playing their state semifinal game, who knows where, um, and they wouldn't have got to play um, in front of the entire state. Now, <laughs> maybe they would have liked to have had that one back um, and played that in front of maybe 200. Um, but still, you know what I mean. Like, it's it's just different. Like than when. You know, I know the guys in Northwest, some of the guys in Northwest Ohio were talking about, well, the semifinals could still be great at BG. Yeah, the, the districts are great there. The, the regionals are great there. But give those kids, like, you know, most people aren't going to drive three or four hours to Bowling Green to, to go experience Cam Elwood. Now, if he's coming to the state tournament, they're going to see him play um, because they're going to go there. They're going to make that a once-a-year trip. But it's just, it, it stinks. Um, it stinks. And, and I know with you guys in Northeast Ohio, they'll mess it up. Um, there'll be, you know, state semifinal games all over the, they'll be playing them in Lake Erie. Um, you know, they might try that out, play on a ship in Lake Erie. I don't know. But it, it's, it's, day, baby. It, it's just crazy, man. It, it really is. Um, and listen, the, the, final, the final four experience is just completely ruined now. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's why I'm they call saying, it the final four. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't get good experiences or environments at, you know, these regional sites, but it's just not the same. It's not. Playing a final four game in your backyard is just, it takes away that, that feeling. I, yeah, so your, I your community getting to travel, you know, with you to to the to the state um, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience i mean like listen this year you know in in the college basketball final four like the the semi-final games are are in phoenix and they're not going to say hey 
uh, you know, why don't you guys play those games in Colorado, and then, uh, you know, you can meet us up here down here in Phoenix for, for the championship game. Uh, that's why they call it the Final Four. That's what you play for is to get to the Final Four. Football is a – we didn't need to stop with everything has to be like football. It's completely different. You play like, okay, these, these teams might have to travel, but it's once a week. Everybody knows when it is. It's on a Friday or Saturday night, the playoff games. Um, and it's so easy to, from a logistics standpoint, to, to know that it's going to be played on Friday or Saturday. Basketball, you can be making two trips in one week, an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, you know, you're playing your, your semifinal game in the sectional or and in the final game in the sectional. You could be two trips in three days uh, to play a sectional game. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's also kind of frustrating because a lot of the top players, like, they want to compete. They don't want, like, a watered-down tournament, which I think, especially you look at Division Two. That, that doesn't look like a very strong tournament. And, and also, you're going to be separating some longtime rivals. Why, why are Moeller and Elder in different divisions? Why is St. Ignatius and Garfield Heights in different divisions? Like, these are classic big games, schools that have a ton of history and tradition of playing against each other in the playoffs. And I, I think if there's anything that we've learned from this year, where do you see the games that have the best crowd environments. They're usually hyper-local matchups. Your Moeller Elder, your Pick Central versus Pickerington North, your Reynoldsburg versus Pick Central, uh, your Olentangy Orange versus Olentangy Liberty games, your Toledo Whitmer versus Toledo St. John's like type environments. And, and I just think we get less of those games uh, with this change, whether it's by different division sizes, and then finally, it sounds like we're not going to get the same district final days that I know me and TJ love the Columbus and Cincinnati district final days. You get the four district finals. They play them at a college environment. It's awesome. I really have no idea how that's going to look in the new system. It won't be the same at all. So I'll be, I'll be curious how, how that plays out as well. So. We're, I'm going to enjoy this season. This year's district final Saturday and Sunday is going to be um, a memorable one for me. I can I can guarantee you that. I think you guys would probably both agree. I mean, district final Saturday is the best high school basketball game. I By mean, you, you can't even keep up with it. It's like scores are coming in like crazy and – you know, it's it's the day when you're like, oh my gosh, can you believe they got beat? Um, yeah. it's, you're checking your phone at the end of every quarter. Of the yeah, game. yeah. People are texting you, calling you. It's like, and, and another thing, I, I was talking to Matt Bull about this a little bit ago. So the AP poll, right? Uh, currently, with four divisions, you know, you have both boys and girls. The same voters vote for both, you know, boys and girls. So. Based on what I see and what I hear, the amount of voters and writers that actually do their due diligence and check on records and see which teams have beaten who, they, they don't even have ac accurate records half the time. You know, so we get this, this half-assed AP poll because people don't put in the time or the effort to actually make it credible. 
So now we're taking those four divisions, and now those guys have to vote on seven divisions? It's a lot of teams. That's yeah, a lot. Like, that's a lot no of way. teams, man. That's going to be almost almost 10% or uh, you'll have 70 teams ranked yeah. in the top 10. That would be almost 10% of the state is going to be ranked top 10 in their division. Ugh, that makes me... Yeah, it's, it's brutal. And it's going to be so impossible to keep up with for these first few years. Yeah. Trying to have no clue who's in division three and four. Yeah, and when I looked at the breakdown of those divisions, only two of them are going to be competitive. That's it. Division seven will. I think it was like division four and division seven were the two that I looked at and I said, okay, there's really no clear two or three teams that would win this. Yeah. Five divisions, you knew exactly who was going to. What, what, what are we doing? And, and it just shows you how just out of touch these guys are. Um, somebody was quoted to say that they think this is going to make things more competitive and, and that there will be less blowouts. It's like, what are you watching? What what games are you guys in? What gyms are you in? You have guys that are so out of touch. The majority of those dudes that make these decisions, they probably don't even see a high school game until the state tournament. Right. I'm all over the state. I never run into these guys. I don't see them at games. I don't I don't see their updates or tweets or anything. What are you guys doing? <laughs> and and stuff. You guys, I know no, you... you guys have no clue. And I'm not saying I'm the end all be all, but hell, I put the time in. I yep. sacrifice so much of my life to do some of this stuff. Fantastic. What, where are you guys at? Text me. Tweet me. Let me know what gyms you guys are in. Let me know which high school coaches you know. Some of these guys don't even have relationships with high school coaches that they're making these decisions for. Right. What the hell is going on? Epic. It blows my mind. Epic. Stubbs, I know you you occasionally like to tease me and TJ saying that we're one percenters uh, of the high school basketball fans, which we do see the top one percent of teams. But me and TJ collectively will each see about 20 percent of the state in person. So I feel like we have a very, very good read on the overall strength of teams throughout the state like we know what a good d4 team looks like a good yeah. d3 team looks like like we know what some of these smaller public schools look like like i've seen 175 teams in person already this year like the we're we're not just watching moeller and reynoldsburg and st ignatius and garfield every weekend like i went out this weekend and we'll get to it in the recap i'm at i'm at mcnicholas versus bishop fenwick i'm at Ottawa Glendorf versus Lexington. Like we see, I, I think we have a good sense of what different sorts of teams look like and what success means for different teams. And not not every team is going to be able to compete for a state title. Even at seven divisions, a lot of teams aren't aren't going to come close to competing. And that's that's okay. My my school when I played, we were never competing for a state title. I mean, there was nothing wrong with it. We set school records like we did all that stuff 
that none of us are like, man, if we had seven divisions, what could have been? Would have moved to like lose the Lutheran East instead of losing the Bay. Same thing. Well, with that being said, let's uh, <clears throat> let's jump into Roth. You had mentioned, you know, our recap. Uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, recap your week that was? Yeah, so I spent Monday and Tuesday in Louisville and then spent the weekend in Ohio. On Friday night, I saw Bishop Reedy against Whitehall Conference matchup. I thought that Reedy's guard duo of Micah Germany and Andreas Gordon really stood out. Uh, Germany's taken a big step as a shooter since I saw him in the summer. He looks more poised with the ball in his hands. Uh, Bishop Reedy runs a really excellent offensive system. We obviously talked about them a ton last season when they had their senior trio that's all playing at the college level. But their team this year, they still share the ball. Uh, they have shooters. And they, they just play the game the right way. That That's something that definitely translated from last year to this year. Uh, they're just a fun team to watch. So it was good to see them get the victory. I then went to a GCL co-ed uh, conference rivalry game. Went into overtime the first time. McNicholas got Fenwick, but then on their home court, Fenwick gets revenge on McNicholas. It was a competitive game. Throughout, I thought Bailey Temming was very intriguing. He had 13 points, 12 rebounds, 5 blocks. He's putting up really big-time numbers this season, leading the conference in both rebounds and block shots. He's 6'10". He moves his feet well. He can make capable decisions as a passer. Uh, still figuring some things out in terms of physicality, finishing at the rim, but he's a kid with a lot of upside, one of the better unsigned seniors in the state of Ohio. And then Saturday night, I drove up to Lexington, and I saw the best crowd I've been to all season was at Lexington. They have a brand-new high school. It's in its second year, brand-new gym as well, and they packed around 2,000 people into this gym for Lexington versus Ottawa Glendorf, two public schools who, who brought the whole towns out pretty much, and they brought the energy. It was an absolute blast to be in a playoff environment. It felt like a district championship game. And seniors Colin White and Kate Nurford, they led the charge. White made some really clutch drives, uh, finishes with two feet at the rim, showed his touch. And he even had a left-handed dunk off his right foot something that you hardly ever see a right-handed athletes be able to do it. I don't think people realize how hard it is to jump off your opposite foot and still dunk. Um, that was my highlight of the game. And then on the Lexington side, this is a school that's going to be back again. They start three sophomores, Braden Fogel, the guy who gets all the headlines. He's one of the toughest guys to stop at the rim with his strength his coordination, ability to get to his left hand and finish with his left hand. And then point guard transfer Seven Allen was very impressive as well. He stands at about five foot nine, but he's quick, makes shots from the perimeter, pressures defensively. And Lexington also starts, I forget his name, but he's their quarterback on the gridiron. He's also a sophomore who starts. So this is a group that has a chance to, they're in a tough district this year with Shelby and a couple other teams that we'll talk about later. But this is a group that I think you'll see 
competing for regional titles this season, next season, and in 2025, 2026 when they're all seniors. So a, a fun weekend for me, seeing some pretty solid teams. And five of these six teams is my first time I got to see them all year. So continually checking out new teams and new players. Yeah, the kid you're talking about, is that the Caudill kid, the, uh, the quarterback? I forget his name, but he's uh, nice, 6'3", physical, nice good kid. build. Yeah. Uh, TJ, you you uh, were in a couple of different spots this weekend. Yeah, so I made a, tr- a weekend trip down to uh, Central Ohio. Uh, to similar to Roth, I wanted to cross some new teams uh, off my list. Uh, so Friday night, I went to New Albany at Westerville Central. Uh, senior night for Westerville Central and New Albany kind of crashed the party. Uh, New Albany, who a team you're going to hear a little bit more about later in the show. Uh, but I believe they haven't lost a game since, uh, like, December 28th, maybe. Uh, so, I mean, Coach Casey and his staff have got that team absolutely rolling right now. Uh, I thought they were so sound on the defensive end. Uh, I mean, it was a bit of a clunky game. Uh, but, man, Westerville Central had to earn everything they got. Uh, they only had one point in the first quarter with five seconds to go. Uh, I believe Dallas Tucker hit, like, a, a tough – you know, three at the buzzer. Uh, but, yeah, they did score one point in seven minutes. And I just, just credit to New Albany and, and how physical and disciplined they were on that end of the floor. Uh, sophomore Marco Matucci, a kid who we've talked about kind of in the group chat throughout the year. I just like young guys that play with a sense of urgency. Uh, and that kid was making plays on both ends of the floor, whether it was getting deflections and 50-50s and hitting open threes. And, you know, he was vocal. Uh, so that New Albany team, man, that is a team that I would absolutely keep an eye on, a team that is more than capable of winning a district and, and making some noise just just because of how they play. Uh, so that's where I was at Friday. Saturday afternoon, I saw the Columbus City League Championship game, which uh, if, if any of you guys have been following, there was a, a bit of discussion and, and debate. So Northland and Lyndon McKinley tied in the Columbus you know, North Division of the City League. Um, so they have this 1800s tiebreaker uh, that they, quite honestly, they need to just get rid of it. Um, but both Northland and Linden ha- only had one loss. So how they decided is not by points or margin of victory or anything like that. They take whichever team hasn't been to the City League Championship in the longest, right? So since Northland won it last year, and Linden hasn't been in, you know, since, I don't know when Linden made it, but since Northland made it before they did, Linden gets the nod. But Linden, unfortunately, had 22 games already on their schedule, right? You know, there was a, you know, apparently they've had five athletic directors since the end of last year. Uh, so, you know, they were trying to see if there was some wiggle room. Uh, unfortunately, there was not. So Northland got the nod. Um in a game that was, you could tell the kids were a little bit nervous in the beginning, uh, sophomore King Kendrick just dominated. Uh, he's a kid who gets a lot of buzz on social media just because of his unique, ambidextrous skill set. But, man, he probably turned in one of the better games that I've seen him have, just made a variety of high-difficulty shots. And I just like the way that, that young man carries himself. High character, he's got a swagger, and just like, 
a leadership qualities to him. Uh, big time kid, uh, made big time plays. Northland was able to repeat as City League champs. Uh, I grabbed a quick lunch and then hit the road. I went up to Canton for the, the last play-by-play classic of the year uh, where you saw Huntington Prep take down Richmond Heights in the first game. And then the second game, which was really fun, had a great pace to it, was Louisville and Lutheran East, two teams that we probably talked about as much, if not more than anybody else this season. And, and Louisville, I, I believe, turned in probably the best game they played all year. Uh, senior Hayden Nigro finished with a game-high 31 points. He was incredibly efficient. Uh, he's a kid we'll talk about later on in the show as well. Uh, I thought one of the keys to that was Braden Gross from Louisville was able to kind of pull Jason McCullough away from the rim and allow some of those other guards on Louisville to get downhill and go make some plays. Uh, but Louisville just, you know, that day was the tougher and, you know, the better team. Um, but Luther East made it competitive, especially in the second half. Um, but, yeah, it was a big-time game. Nice way to kind of end the regular season for me. Uh, I highly doubt I'd get out anywhere this week. Uh, maybe Friday I'll, I'll try and go somewhere and catch some new teams. But, but I, Ralph mentioned it earlier, man, like this just feels like the last week of school. It's like, <laughs> it's like that week. It's just like, what are we doing here? There's no, new, there's no work. There's no lessons. We've already finished our projects. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, so that's kind of the, the sense I'm getting. Maybe I'll go check some college games out this week, but it will definitely be a, a light slate for me on the, the high school basketball front. So. I like that you liked my uh, my last week of school reference on here. I think, uh, I think, uh, I think I'm going to go to a college game. Like and, uh, so. TJ, that thanks. Uh, that New Albany team you mentioned, last loss was December 22nd to Gahanna. Wow. They've won 15 straight to Tim Casey, first year at New Albany, doing what he does. Uh, and no offense to Upper Arlington, but I, don't, I have no idea how you let that guy go. Actually, I do mean that with offense. Yeah. What you, like, what's going on? <laughs> TJ's got a lot of questions tonight. What the hell is going on? Yeah, he's got a lot of questions tonight. Just a, a common theme uh, for this week. But, yeah, Coach Casey is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely refreshing just watching that team play. They, they kept the game simple. Guys played within themselves. And, yeah, I, I am, I've talked about it before, but I am super intrigued by this Division One Central Ohio district, uh, just the whole region in general. Uh, and, unfortunately, it's probably going to be the last time I feel this way. Not, not going to be much to write home about these next few years. So, <laughs> let's uh, let's look at the we had a lot of milestones this past week, and I want I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on something after I, I run through these. Uh, let's start with the coaches. Keith Gunther of Youngstown Ursuline got his number three hundred. Uh, Casey Palmero uh, from Youngstown Moody uh, wins his one hundredth game. Uh, by beating Cheney. Uh, Todd Johnson of Columbiana, 100 wins. Brett Norris at Bradley. This was his 200th win at Bradley. Um, of course, he, you know, he won a state championship at Delta St. John's. I believe he was at Hilliard Darby as well. Um, but this was his 200th win at Bradley. So uh, pretty, pretty impressive stuff there. Uh, Kyle Miller down at Piketon. 
Uh, he got his 100th win, and uh, Brett Larrick, uh, a really good basketball coach at Elyria, gets win number 200. And just a good dude, too, man. Shout yeah. out to Coach Brett Larrick, man. Um, I think it's time we give more flowers to to good people. Uh, I was talking to a, a, a college coach the other day, uh, speaking of asking questions, you know, he, he asked me, man, he was like, why aren't there more normal people in basketball? <laughs> and I said, man, that, that is a great question. Uh, Coach Lyric, man, one of the one of the good guys, one of the last few left. Um, yeah, congrats on your 200 win, brother. On the player uh, front, Max Bosley um, becomes Wadsworth all-time leading scorer. Uh, Max is the son of Jamie Bosley, uh, who is, I mean, in my opinion, he's the best player to ever put the uh, the purple and gold on at uh, Maslin Jackson. Over 2,000 points, went to Ohio State, finished up with a great career at Akron. Um, with all due respect to, you know, Kyle Young, and Mark Henniger, and Josh Egner, and uh, Pallotta. Um, you know, they've had some, Brad DuPont. They've had so many really good players at Jackson, but uh, Bosley, I think if you ask most people, would say he, he was the best. Um, and his son uh, becomes Wadsworth all-time leading scorer. So congratulations to Max. Uh, against Maslin Jackson, against his dad's school. That is correct. That's who he broke yeah. the record against. Um, Tyson Pastor of St. Clairsville becomes the second Red Devil to go over 1,000 um, this season, uh, within like the last month. Uh, Blake Lawson of Carlisle goes over 1,000. Ja'Cory Lipkins, Canton Glen Oak, 1,000. Um, Asa Geilinger from Barnesville, 1,000. Caden Cruz, who's a kid I've heard a lot about from Napoleon, uh, went over 1,000. Um, on the college front, Raheem Moss at Toledo. He was one of our uh, alumni spotlight player of the week a couple weeks ago. He goes over 1,000 at Toledo. Um, Arnest Lawson, Pickering and North. Only the second player in school history um, to go over 1,000, joining Jerome Hunter back in 2018. He's going to shatter, uh, I think Hunter's record's like 1,346, something like that. He's going to shatter that. Uh, Lawson's got another year left. Uh, Jesse Burris at 1528, Delaware Hayes all-time leading scorer. Cruz McClure, this is, this is really cool. He is the first junior at Westerville South to reach 1,000 points. Uh, and they've had some really good players there. That's, that's surprising to yeah. me. Um, yeah. But I think the, the fact that they've had so many really good players over the years is distributing exactly those, why. Distributing those points out, man. Yeah, it's tough. Um, so... It shocked me at first, and then the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. So, yeah, I was in my mind, I was thinking Caleb Weston never did that, but I mean, Caleb played with so many good players that were scoring. You know, the points were were spread out. So, um, Chase Allen of Proctorville Fairland goes over a thousand. Tanner Holden, um, Wright State, Ohio State, Wright State, uh, two thousand points for him, the Wheelersburg grad. Riley Kramer of Circleville becomes their all-time leading scorer at 12.66, and Quinn Kwasniak. Hey, man, no, I would I would have got torched if I'd have forgot that one. Uh, 2K. Uh, Quinn Kwasniak with 2K, and he is only a junior. Um, so you know, 
that three-point record is probably, uh, if he stays healthy, that thing's probably going to crumble. Um, you know, he's got a shot. Uh, you know, I don't know how far they're going to make it in the tournament, um, but, you know. He's already second all the time in yeah. the OHSAA in, in three-point field goals made. Uh, I believe he's made at least three per game every game this season, uh, which is just kind of, like, absurd. Um, and he, he's going to have a chance at 3,000 points. Um, I, I don't know where Luke Kennard and, you know, some of those guys finished up with, but I can't tell you the last time I, I even heard of a kid with a chance to get 3,000 points in high school. So Yeah, there's only two in Ohio, John Diebler and then Zach Lucille um, did it. Donald kind of kind of flew under the radar doing that, you know, just because they weren't like winning at the level um, that Kennard and Diebler, you know, did. But uh, having a having a nice career at West Liberty, nonetheless. But and Brazil and, and Kwasniak kind of on very similar paths. Yeah, uh, you yep. know, both at Division Four schools, um, and both kids just flat out shot it. They're probably the two best high school shooters that I've seen in Ohio. In the last five to eight years, I think you'd be hard pressed to find another guy that could kind of match what either one of those guys do. So, all right, let's jump into our uh, players and team of the week. So, Roth, I'm just going to have you give me your player and team of the week, and then I'll go to TJ. All right, I'll go quick. My player of the week is Ron Cranford Jr. from Hubert Heights, Wayne. He had 31 points in a win over Centerville and was 5 of 7 from three-point range. Wayne started off the year slow, but they have won 6 out of 7, building some momentum, getting ready for the playoffs. And then my team of the week is Maslin Jackson. They haven't lost since mid-March. They split the conference title with Uniontown Green, who was also the last team to beat them. Their 2025 duo of Kyle Monterubio and Mitch Finneybrock have been crucial this season. Uh, they got a win over Wadsworth this week. We mentioned that earlier when Max Bosley became Wadsworth's all-time leading scorer. But Maslin Jackson, a group that shares the ball, they can all shoot it, and, and they're playing some really good basketball. So they're a team to keep an eye on in Division One in Northeast Ohio, potential district championship-level teams. So we'll see if anybody picks them uh, to get out of their district. But they are the Polar Bears are my team of the week, a different purple and white team than we're used to uh, – Spotlighting on here. <laughs> yeah, with, and with Maslin Jackson, I believe uh, Cam Weekly is another junior for them, a kid who has led them in scoring this year multiple games. So you're looking at a team, I believe the only starter they, they lose is Hewline. Uh, you know, and he's a good high school player going to take the football route. Uh, so yeah, Maslin Jackson, a team that's going to have a chance to go right back, you know, to the federal league title next year. Uh, for my player of the week is the kid I mentioned earlier, uh, Hayden Nigro out of Louisville. Um, it seems like every time I go watch a Louisville game, Hayden Nigro just puts on an absolute show. I watched him go 30-plus against Akron Hoban, and then he went for 31 in the win over Lutheran East. Uh, according to what I had in my notes, I had him 12 with 16 from the floor and, and 2 with 3 from behind the three-point line. Uh, just incredibly efficient game. Uh, just a kid who has made a significant jump not only just in his production but the the talent has never been the issue with Hayden it was also kind of more you know how he responded when things weren't going his way or you know his body language and his effort and I think he's made a, a drastic improvement on that front 
Uh, and just a kid who has been really good for one of the better Division One teams in Northeast Ohio this year. Uh, my team of the week, I went with New Albany. Uh, like I said, they haven't lost a game since December 22nd against Gahanna Lincoln. 15 straight wins. Uh, and during that span, they've beaten Pick North twice, Dover, Pick Central, Westerville Central twice, and Grove City. Uh, I mean, they've knocked off a lot of district title contenders in Central Ohio. And, yes, like we mentioned, man, shout out to Coach Casey and staff. Got a good group. All right, I'll wrap us up here. Player of the week uh, for me is Jay Allen Verino. Um, 20 points uh, in a 56-49 win over Garraway, and then 22 points in the IVC championship game, the de facto championship game, um, a 59-52 win over Indian Valley. Malvern is your outright IVC champs. Um, they are the only unbeaten team left in the state of Ohio. They play Buckeye Trail and at Hannibal River this week to try to complete the 22-0 season. My team of the week, uh, they only played one game last week, but it was, it was a spectacular performance from the Willard Flashes, who are another hot, uh, you know, 17-3. and three. Um, They beat Margareta 77-39. Um, Willard hit 15 threes in the first 26 minutes of this game. Uh, Max Dawson, who we, we've mentioned on this show many times, um, 25 points, 22 in the first half. Uh, Jackson Beamer with 17, Aiden Sloan and Isaac Robinson uh, with 11 points apiece. So uh, just a just a almost like out of body performance from Willard um, this past weekend. So Jalen Marino and the Willard Flashes, congratulations to you guys as well. All right, gentlemen, it's the time that everybody's been waiting for. Let me set this up for you. Last year's winner, Mr. T.J. Petros, 39 W's last year, uh, 64 districts for those of you um, that are counting. Yep, 39, um, 37 for me, and 36 for Roth. But I want to say, I, I do want to say this on Roth's behalf. Roth, there was a couple of, districts where Roth um, kept it interesting, man. He went out on a limb. Um, Somebody has to be bold on here. Yeah, he didn't I'm go, not afraid to do it. He didn't go chalk. Yeah, someone's got to lose on here, too, so you can keep doing that. <laughs> but we, we got we to gotta appreciate um, that, that Roth didn't go chalk and that he kept the show interesting. Um, but here's the goal this year, fellas. Somebody's got to hit the 4-0. Somebody, somebody in the last year of 64 districts, somebody's got to hit the 4-0 this year, um, which would, you know, put you at a 40 and 24 record, which TJ was only one off last year. So we're going for that 40 spot. We're going to start with the small, with the small fellows first. Um, we'll go, so here, we'll go region, we'll just go down the list here. Um, region 13, um, First district we come to is Northwest Five, so they're kind of the oddball um, Northwest district. They they get shipped off to Region Thirteen. Um, here's the teams I wrote down, guys: um, Colonel Crawford, Mansfield, uh, Christian, Norwalk, Saint Paul, and in the bottom half you got Lucas, and you got Seneca East. Um, Roth, I'll start with you. 
Uh, who is who is your pick in Northwest Five? Uh, I'm going to go with the Lucas Cubs. This is a team that went unbeaten in their conference, sitting at 16 and four. They've had success on both uh, the football field and hardwood. Um, only loss uh, is uh, losses this uh, calendar year are to Willard and Colonel Crawford. Uh, I'll pick him to get revenge on Colonel Crawford in the district title game. TJ, who you got in, in Northwest 5? I went with Colonel Crawford. Uh, I think it's just a team that, you know, we're accustomed to see winning those type of games. And uh, the one thing I've learned my time doing this is that culture wins out. Uh, teams that are used to playing in big games, teams that are used to making district titles and winning district titles in the years past, those teams typically tend to get it done more times than not. So I went with Colonel Crawford. I'll wrap us up here. So we, we have a uh, we have a region or a district right off the start where we have nothing the same. Um, I'm going to go with Seneca East. Um, this is probably going – this is probably not going to go well. They've already beat Colonel Crawford twice, uh, once by double digits, you know, the heck with that, it's hard to beat a team three times. Give me Seneca East. Uh, so Lucas, Colonel Crawford, Seneca East, the picks in Northwest 5. All right, so the rest of this, this region um, is the 77 Northeast Districts. Uh, we'll start um, Northeast 2. <laughs> Jeez, Northeast 2. Um, so let, let me get some love here. So we got Richmond Heights. The bottom half, we got Lisbon, David Anderson, Louisville, St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, Fairpoint Harding, and Vienna Matthews. Any takers on someone other than the, than the Spartans? Stubbs, did you intentionally leave off Cornerstone, Christian? Did I? I, I must have. Where, where? In the corner. Bottom corner. Way yeah, down the at the bottom. Okay. Yeah, My apologies. Cornerstone Christian, also in Northeast, too. I, I got Richmond Heights, shocker. Yeah, I, I mean, next district, I mean, I got Richmond Heights as well, so. Clean sweep for the Spartans. We don't really need to talk too much more about that. Uh, Northeast 3, man, I think this is uh, this is where it maybe gets a little hairy. Uh, you got Mogador, East Canton, and Dalton um, up top. And then you got Lake Center Christian, um, Columbia, and New Middletown Springfield in the bottom. Uh, Roth, who are we going with? East Canton, baby. Big man Caleb Schilling has had a strong season. He's got the size to be a matchup problem. I'm going with East Canton to get the district championship. Okay, I like it. TJ? I went with East Canton as well. Uh, shout out to Coach Ryan over there, man. The guy who has paid his dues at different programs is an assistant and you know, has kind of worked his way around Stark County and you know has kind of found himself a sweet spot at East Canton. So I'm going. With, that's what I'm going with, baby. Yeah. Stark County. I don't know if you guys mentioned this or not, so I apologize if I'm repeating myself. But man, what a signature win for their program this past Saturday, beating Highland. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that. That is that's a big time win there for um, East Canton. Um, I am going to to go um, outside of East Canton, and I'm going to go with Mogador. Um, 
I just I, I like this team. Is this team's playing really good basketball? They got the win over Warren JFK this year. Uh, they're really well coached year in and year out. Give me Mogador uh, in Northeast three. All right, Northeast one. We've got Warren JFK and Hillsdale in the top. Uh, Badger, Kinsman Badger, and Bristolville Bristol in the bottom. Uh, is anybody uh, going anything other than JFK here? No, rolling with the real Coach K, baby. So, so am I. But I do love Bristolville Bristol. That's a strong city and high school name combo. You know, there's there's rumor that Coach K was on this podcast once. I, I don't. <laughs> the lost episode. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, um, let's bump down to Region 14. Uh, and to me, uh, like, I was thinking of something today. I, I was looking over these districts, and I was like, you know, outside of about six teams, the state tournament can be played in Northwest Ohio in Division Four. I mean, there's six teams from the other regions that you could definitely throw into the mix for sure. But, I mean, the depth in Region 14 is just unmatched. And let's start with one in the Elida District. How about if you're Delphi St. John's, man? They, they undefeated in the MAC, um, having a, a sensational year. And then you have – these are the teams that are in your district. Miller City, Convoy Crestview, uh, Pandora Gilboa, uh, who, who we know is, is a really good team as well. And I know there's two other ones. Ottoville um, is also in there, and Parkway, Parkway. Parkway out of the MAC. I mean, this is just an, I mean, when you look at some of these other D4 districts, it's a, I mean, like, not, I don't want to say it's a joke, but it's, it's a foregone conclusion who's going to win it. Um, we hey, why why did Northwest Ohio go to a, a super district and, and let these guys split saying, themselves up? They've been up? saying that for there's been a lot of guys like Bray Martin has been pushing for that for years. Like that's nuts. I mean that especially that's, when we get into Division Two and we see the gap between one of the districts and the other two in Division Two. It is dramatic. Well, you know, in this district here, if you're Delphi St. John's, like, there's two, you're probably going to have to play two games that are going to be absolute grinds. No matter, I mean, you think if you play Convoy Crestview, that game is not going to be like, you know, 52 to 48. I mean, it, that's, that's what it's going to be. Uh, and you're going to have to play two of those just to get out of the district. Uh, There's a reason why I always attend the D4 regional semis at Bowling Green. It's a must visit for me every year. I've been there the past two years. Plan on being there again. If you can make it out of district, Northwest Ohio D4, you've earned you've earned coverage from me. Get my eyes on those kids. So who do we got here, gentlemen, in Northwest too? I went with Delta St. John's. Uh, I just think that team has, has something different. Uh, they're playing with a, a certain level of moxie right now, and sophomore Cam Elber is is on a tear, and I don't see that slowing down just because we're in the postseason. If anything, I think that kid's going to elevate his game. Uh, I think he's just one one of those type of dudes, man. So he's cut from the cloth, as the kids like to say. So 
I'm, uh, I'm going with Pandora Gilboa. They already beat third seed Ottoville by 23. They got a win over Bluffton uh, in February. I'm going to take them. A, a decent-sized upset, but not a huge upset. Yeah, this one, um, the only thing that worries me about Delta St. John's is they're playing so well, um, and everything seems to be going their way. Uh, you know, like every close game, they need a good shot. I mean, that shot that Elwer hit the other night was stupid yeah. tough. Um, I, if there was no defense on the floor, that's a that's a ridiculously difficult shot. Um, especially that late in the game, you know, which I'm sure he's you know been running around like a maniac all night. Uh, and that's the only thing that scares me about that, um, especially against like get up against like Convoy Crestview and they if they make it into a half court grind and some of them big guys come into play um, but I'm going to go with the best player um, I'm going to and I, I think Delphi St. John's has got other good kids uh, along with with him it's not just a, a one man show but I'm going to go I'm going to go with TJ here and, and ride with the best player but I like Mike's pick and I wouldn't be mad um, if, if anybody took uh, Convoy Crestview here, I mean, I think it's pretty good odds of that. All right, uh, Northwest one, we got to, uh, Toledo Christian, Pettysville, Patrick Henry, and then in the bottom, um, we've got Antwerp and Mommy Valley Country Day. Roth. Oh, it's pronounced Pettysville? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've been saying it Pettysville, I think. Yeah. Dude, I've been saying Pettysville for like the last like three or four years. Yeah, Pettysville, I believe, is the proper pronunciation. Good to that, guys. Uh, I'm going with Toledo Christian um, to add insult to injury to the Pettysville community. <laughs> um, but yeah, Toledo Christian is just playing exceptional basketball right now. They've got three seniors who can all score it. They got a junior, Carter Coaster, who's probably their most talented player. They share the ball well. They uh they are my pick in this district. I think uh, going away. Uh, I have Toledo Christian as well. Uh, similar reasons as Ralph said. You know, I just think that team plays a, an exceptional brand of basketball, and it's one of the the few teams in that district that I feel like I actually have somewhat of a, a grasp on. So I'm going to trust my gut. I'm going with Toledo Christian. Yeah, I mean, they're Toledo Christian is if not the hottest, one of the hottest teams in the state of Ohio. The one thing that would make me a little nervous um, if I'm Toledo Christian is Patrick Henry. Um, from what I understand, Nash Meyer um, is, has been um, released to, to start playing again. And he was a big piece of what they did last year. Now, the two other kids that, that have been hurt this year, the Reed Krieger kid, the freshman who I heard is really, really good. Um, his brother Lincoln is a junior. Um, he is not, th those two guys are not going to be, uh, Reed Krieger and the other guy are not going to be back. But getting Nash Meyer back, and I don't know how quickly you can get him up to speed, but and that would still be a really tough game um, to play in a, in a uh, district semis against Patrick Henry, who was in a regional last year. Um, and then Toledo Christian, uh, Mommy Valley Country Day, if that game comes to fruition, that would be the third time. That's the only team that's beat 
uh, Toledo Christian. Um, but I think, I think, you know, Toledo Christian has been stumped at this district level. Um, I think this is the year they get over the hump. So we'll go clean sweep with Toledo Christian. All right. Um, Northwest 3, Tiffin Calvert, Old Fort, New Regal. Bottom, we have Hopewell, Loudon, Sycamore, Mohawk, and Arlington. Um, T, or, uh, TJ, where are you going here? Oh, man, I felt like I was grasping at straws in this district. Um, uh, a district where there wasn't a single team in there that I've actually seen this year. Um, so my gut just told me to go with uh, with Hopewell, Loudon. Uh, so that's where I'm going. Yeah, I also went with Hopewell Loudon. They split with Tiffin Calvert this year, so a potential third meeting in the district title. Um, yeah, Hopewell Loudon is on an eight-game winning streak, but another team that's on an eight-game winning streak in this district and has won 11 out of 12, it's Arlington. Uh, Arlington beats Pandora Gamboa this year, um, which is, you know, was enough for me to edge them out over Hopewell, Loudon, Calvert, Old Fort. Um, so give me Arlington um, out of this district, Jason Vermillion squad. All right, final district in Region 14, LCC, New Bremen, St. Henry, Minster, and Marion Local. This is like the LCC plus Max special here. TJ, who you got? I went with the team that is probably near the top of my priority list in terms of teams that I want to see at some point during the postseason. I went with Lima Central Catholic in this one. Uh, I just think they've had some really big wins throughout the year. Um, in the preseason, I probably would have told you Marion Local uh, would have been my pick. Uh, that team has just kind of been uh, having some unforeseen issues throughout the year. Uh, so I'm going to go to Lima Central Catholic. They have uh, some really good guard play. Uh, sophomore Willie Foster is a kid that I've heard about a ton uh, in the last few weeks or so. Uh, so definitely a kid I'm hoping to get eyes on at some point. Uh, so I'm going to go with Lima Central Catholic. Uh, it's just what my gut's telling me to do. I echo TJ's points. Hopefully I'll get to see LCC at BG. I'm going to go with LCC, too. Uh, Marion Local, I, I feel like I've just been waiting on them all year, and it just it hasn't clicked. Um, they're under 500. I mean, they're huge. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, in the tournament, the game is won at the guard spot. Um, and I just don't think Marion Local uh, is, is good enough at the guard spot to beat LCC. LCC got a big win the other night at Lima Senior in overtime. Um, that's, that's a real nice win for them. <laughs> that's a big game uh, for La the city of Lima. All right, let's jump down to, oh, boy, Region 15. Boy, this is something, um, as Roth would say. Uh, the East District, we've got um, Monroe Central, who suffered their first loss, Rosecrans, Steubenville Central, Highland, Strasburg, Toronto. Animal River, Shady Side, um, and again, ladies and gentlemen out there, I, I'm I'm listing teams that like um, are quality teams in the district. I'm not listing every team in the district. And if somebody that we don't mention wins the district, great. Um, who you guys got here? I, I'm pretty sure we're all going to be on the same page. 
death, taxes, Berlin Highland. Roth, are you are you on the on, on the uh, hawks? Are you soaring with the hawks? Uh, I am. I was I was a little surprised that more teams went to the bottom side of the bracket with Highland. Like you got the three seed in there, the seven seed in there. Like you got a couple quality teams that decided to be paired up with Highland. So maybe teams in the East District aren't as scared of Highland as they usually are. I don't know. I'm still gonna roll with them, but it was something I took notice of. I figured you'd see River in the top, Toronto at the top. Uh, shady side at the top, but no, all in the bottom with Highland. Yeah, I, I just have a hard time taking a, a, a Mason Lang's done a really good job in his first year as head coach in Monroe. Not taking him over Schleyball in a district final game. That's, that's not going to happen. Uh, give me Highland. Uh, Columbus 2. Yeah, this is this is special. Uh, Northside Christian Ridgedale. And then in the bottom, I, I listed Galleon Northmore and Patriot Prep. I went with uh, Northside Christian, and I couldn't even begin to tell you why. Sounds like a great pick, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, when I, I looked at that district, and I was just completely just kind of befuddled. Um, it's something. <laughs> it is absolutely something. So I went. I went with Galleon Northmore because they only lost to Colonel Crawford by seven. That's a quality loss. Yeah, I I went with Northmore. Also, uh, I was tempted to take Patriot Prep. I don't know why, <laughs> but um, I went with Northmore as well. All, all right, moving on. Uh, and, and this is what we're doing. We're taking this and we're stretching it out to seven divisions. <laughs> Patriot Prep is going to get that district championship, man. Um, all right. Southeast 2, South Webster, Sims Valley, Beaver Eastern, Portsmouth, Notre Dame, and Gloucester Trimble. South Webster, baby. Let's go. I went with uh, I went with South Webster as well, uh, a team that I haven't gotten a chance to see in person, but I did catch one of their games online uh, against Minford, uh, a team that probably has the best player in the district with Eli Roberts. Uh, so I'm just going to go with South Webster. Yeah, uh, Portsmouth Notre Dame recently won at South Webster. Um, I would say that that probably wasn't a I mean, a good thing long-term. Um, give me South Webster if they play uh, in a rematch. Southeast won. Um, we got Fairfield, Manchester, Fed Hawk, and Waterford. Roth, who do you got? I'm going to go with Fed Hawk again. Uh, they got the senior duo of Tara Cottrell and Andrew Wehrhardt. Uh, I think that they've got enough to get by Leesburg-Fairfield. TJ? I'm going to just go the opposite to spite Roth, and I'm going with Leesburg Fairfield. That's my anti Roth pick of this. <laughs> Did you put that hawk in the uh, Google Doc? No, I didn't. I put oh, okay. I didn't check. I didn't check your picks. I wasn't going to. I went yeah, with uh, Fairfield, or I went with Federal Hawking as well. Um, I think they have the best player <clears throat> uh, in this in this district. 
All right, uh, Region 16, uh, another beauty here, Central 1, Fairfield Christian, uh, Shekena, I think that's correct, Christian, Fisher Catholic, Newark Catholic, and Columbus Tree of Life. Roth, who do you got? I, I went with Fisher Catholic. And I couldn't tell you why. Maybe it's because I can pronounce the school. This is this is this is something. This, this is this is nasty work. This 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 Central Ohio is going to get two D four teams in regional play. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I I need somebody to pronounce my winner for me. <laughs> That's why I didn't think of it. I went with uh, <laughs> Shikana. Sounds like a Shakira song or something. Yeah, Shikana. Shikana. All right, let's go with that. Shikana, uh, Shikana. I don't know. All right. Uh, yeah, give me. Uh, I'll take Newark Catholic. I was thinking about them. And I mean, this next district, man, you know who I'm going with. Yeah, give me uh, Southwest 3. Are we, are we Rushi across the board here? Give me my guys, man, the Rushi boys. Yeah. I love that team, man. I just do. I like that community. I like that those kids all play, like, every sport imaginable. Yeah. They just win and everything. Give me Rushi, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Rushi as well. Southwest 1. Franklin Monroe. Um, I'm guessing this is Miami Valley. Uh, Fort Laramie, Jackson Center, Legacy Christian, Layman Catholic, and Bakins. I'm going with Bakins, baby. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Jackson Center. I think they probably have the best player in the district, so I'm gonna rely on him to carry them. Yeah, that's not a that's not a bad pick there, uh, Roth. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stay. Bakins has been pretty consistent um, most of the year. Uh, had a chance to play for the SCAL last week. Um, I'm gonna go with Bakins. Uh, and then our last district in uh, Region 16 and also in Division Four, Cedarville, Troy Christian. Um, Miami Valley Christian Academy, Fayetteville Perry. I'm going with Troy Christian, uh, a team that I got to see against Ottawa Glendorf at the OG Winter Classic uh, and Coach Sawatsky. I hope I pronounced that right. But, but man, I just like the just the kind of energy that that guy brought, man. Like, when his team went on a run, he's on a run. He's off the bench. He's running out. Uh, that team just looked like they, they enjoyed playing with each other and, and, more importantly, looked like they enjoyed playing with him. Uh, senior guard Parker Penrod is a kid who I've been really high on since the springtime. Uh, an Ohio Christian commit, and just a kid who has all the intangibles, not afraid of the moment, zero back down to him. Uh, I am going with Troy Christian. All right, Troy Christian across the board. All right, so that is our Division Four picks. Division Three, Region Nine. Um, let's. Uh, Lutheran East across the board here. Yep. 
I, I can't. I can't believe on what I'm about to say in this next pick. Oh no. Okay, so we've got Northeast Four. We got Fairview Park, Wooster Triway, Cuyahoga Heights, and Newton Falls are, are four uh, notable teams in this district. TJ, are you gonna do it, man? Give me the Fighting Ralphs, baby. Fairview. That, team, that team's been on a roll ever since 2018, you know, after that one guy got the hell out of there. <laughs> just holding it back. Roth, you can't pick against them, right? <laughs> oh, yes, I can. Okay. We're going to take the home team. It's going to be – It's we're, we're preemptively making excuses. The refs are going to be against us. Wooster Triway is going to get done in their backyard. I went with Triway as well. Um, Northeast two, um, I just wrote down Mooney and South Range. I'm I'm gonna go with Mooney. I'm going with Mooney as well. Um, got a chance to see them at the battle at the Berkey event over at Smithville. Mm-hmm. I just thought they played a really good brand of basketball. Uh, senior guard Jabri Carter. Uh, was pretty talented. They had another senior, I believe his last name was Reeves. Uh, just, and I just like the way that team played. Uh, that's a big thing for me. It's just like, do I enjoy watching you play? And I, I can say Mooney was the team that checks that box for me. Um, Roth, did you go with Mooney? Yeah, okay. same one. So we're, we're Mooney across the board there. Um, Northeast one seems like it's, uh, probably to me, uh, the toughest district to pick, uh, in this region. You got LaBray and Crestwood at 19 and two, Canton Central Catholic, Pymatuning Valley, Campbell Memorial, uh, Akron Manchester, Garfield Heights Trinity, and, uh, Mentor Lake Catholic, who's under 500, um, but also worth a mention here. Uh, TJ, who do you, who are you rolling with here? When things get wacky, you take Jakaki, baby. Give me Crestwood. Coach Jakaki, that's my guy, man. Salute. That's an absolute bias pick, but I'm going with Crestwood. Okay. I got I got the team from TJ's home. I got a Canton Central Catholic. Uh, I just think that they got nice size. going to be an interesting matchup with uh, their strength of schedule, interior ability, so I went with them. Roth, I'm not liking this. I'm agreeing with you too much here. I, I went with Canton Central Catholic as well. Oh, man, you know what happened when you two when you two guys agreed last year? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. L two, baby. All right, so that wraps up Region Nine. Let's go to Region Ten. Northwest One, Margareta, um, Ashland Crestview, Genoa, uh, Millbury Lake, Oak Harbor, and. Cyrus Winford uh, in Northwest One. Uh, give me Margareta, please. Margareta. Despite the the bad loss to Willard, uh, I just think that team is, is young and they've got something going. Uh, a team who's going to be one of the better Division Four teams in the state next year, or Division Three teams. Uh, so, Division I believe, yeah, I believe there are. Yeah, whatever the hell they're going to be. Um, but, yeah, I believe they, they only have, like, you know, they have two sophomores, a junior, and two freshmen in the, in the starting lineup. Uh, so they quite literally bring everybody back. 
Yeah, that's probably the only thing that that worries me about them is just the fact that they are that young. Um, right. You know, and you get up against a team in, in the tournament uh, that maybe, you know, it might be hinging on their final game. Um, so I would uh, tend to agree with you guys here. Um, I, I think an interesting team could be Genoa here. Uh, Ashton Kresge has obviously been really good most of the year, but I'm going to go, I'm going to join you guys here. I just think that, that they're the most talented team, but uh, I would not be surprised if they don't win this district, but um, I am going to pick them. Uh, Central one, Worthington Christian and Columbus Academy, two seventeen and fours. Uh, Johnstown Northridge and Grove City Christian, also a pair of 16 win teams. Where are we going here with Central One, guys? I'm going with Worthington Christian. I got Columbus Academy. DJ's, or Mike's going with Columbus Academy. And Stubbs will also be going with Worthington Christian. All right. Uh, Northwest Two, we got Emmanuel Christian, 16 and 2. Archbold 18 and 2, Evergreen 14 and 4, Liberty Center 12 and 7, L, um, who we Eastwood 10 and 8, and Delta 11 and 6. Um, I think I know where you guys are probably heading here. Yep. Yeah, I just think they're they're too talented, too athletic. Uh, I think they're just going to overwhelm a lot of those teams. Uh, give me Toledo Emmanuel Christian. I'm assuming we're probably across the board on that one. I am. I'm going to go outside the box here, and I'm going to go with Liberty Center. Um, they played Emmanuel Christian um, not too long ago. I think it was like an eight-point game. Um, real physical team. Um, football school, obviously. I mean, they're just state runner-up in D6. Um, but I think that um, the coach there has done a really good job of, of making basketball uh, important at Liberty Center as well. And I, I'm going I'm to go out on a limb there with them in, in that uh, Northwest 2. So give me Liberty Liberty Center. Uh, Northwest 3. This is, this is brutal, gentlemen. Nine, yep. nine of the 12 teams in this district are above 500. So we got Ottawa, Glendorf, and Coldwater both at 16-3. and three. Spencerville at 15-4. and four. Wayne Trace at 16 and 3. Could you imagine if they still had Brooks Lockoff? Bluffton at 15 and 4. And Carey at 11 and 6. This is ridiculous. This Lima district is ridiculous. Nuts. Um, I'm going with OG. I think they're going to have to scratch and call their, their way out of that one. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Um, but I, I will take out of a Glendorf uh, just off of. Any team that Colin White's playing for, man, I don't care if it's tennis, foosball, Madden, 2024. <laughs> Colin White, man. I'm going to go specific. I'm going to go OG over Bluffton in the district title game. I think Bluffton makes it out of that loaded bottom half. Yeah, I mean, I want to be the cool guy here and say Spencerville or somebody. But Colin White's just that guy, man. 
And I wouldn't. The crazy thing is, I wouldn't be too shocked if OG did lose in the Stitcher. I mean, when you water could give him a game. Competitive games back to back. I mean, sectional final on is like good luck. Yeah, not not only are you playing really good teams, you're playing really good like coaches um, that aren't just gonna. I mean, they know OG is what they want to do, um, and you know they're gonna try their best to, to negate that, but. To me, Colin White is just, he's that guy. Um, and I don't see him letting them lose uh, in the district. And I don't see him letting them lose in the regional either. Um, but that's why they're going to play the games. All right, um, let's go to Region 11 here. Uh, Southeast 1, you got Wheelersburg. How about the job that they've done down there this year? 17-4. and four. Portsmouth 15 and 6, McDermott Northwest don't know a whole lot about them 18 and 3, Eastern at 16 and 6, and a sneaky team South Point kind of been sleepy this year 12 and 9, had some strange games you know they got blown out um, you know a team that was in the regional last regional final last year against Afrocentric um, where are you guys going here uh, Roth where where are you going in uh, Southeast one you know what they say down by the Ohio River. Berg is the word. Jimmy Wheeler's Berg, baby. The Pirates. Okay, Ross going with the Berg. I'm going Wheelersburg as well. Okay, Roth is going Berg. Man, they've been playing so well. 17 and 4. Um, you know, the team in there that's interesting is Portsmouth. Um, they buried Ironton by like 30, and then they beat them in overtime. Um, I think Berg and Portsmouth would be a really good matchup. I mean, South Point, you know, has a really good player. Mm. Ah. I'm going to, man, I'm going to go with Portsmouth. I'm going to go with Portsmouth in this. We'll see what happens. Eastern one, East District, the only district in the East District. Um, Malvern, Buckeye Trail, Harrison Central, Union Local, Tusky Valley, Garraway, Sandy Valley, Coshocton, and Martins Ferry. The thing that scares me here, gentlemen, for Malvern is, is there is a lot of teams in this district that know them. Um, and if they come into the if they come into the tournament at 22-0, man, that's a, that's a big bullseye on your back. <laughs> uh, especially with teams like Garraway, Sandy Valley, licking their chops. You know, they're well familiar with that team. I'm licking my chops. I got the seven seed. I got the Garraway Pirates. A lot of people talk. I, don't I mean, if, if it wasn't for Highland's dominance, I think more people would realize just how great Garraway has been. Mm-hmm in the playoffs, in basketball and football. Uh, they played, they only lost to Malvern by seven on the road. Neutral site, give me Garraway. Think about this, Roth. Um, last year, they could have very, very easily beat Afrocentric in the semifinals. They should have. You know, a couple things didn't go their way. Um, and they could have, and they're a team that, when they make the regionals, like, they don't get blown out down there. They, they compete. Um, and make it really difficult on you. So I, I like that pick, TJ. I have a feeling you're you're just you're loving the Malvern Hornets. 
I do, man. Uh, I, I like that team a lot. Uh, so that, that's that's where I'm going to go. I'm 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 trusting my eyes on this one. Uh, and when I watched that Malvern team play in person, I just had a, a very difficult time imagining them losing a district. Uh, so give me the Malvern Hornets. Yeah, I'm going to go with. Well, the light when the lights come back. I'm going to go with Malvern as well. And the reason the reason I'm going to go with Malvern is I think they may have a little bit of an easier path to the district final, um, avoiding some of the you know, not having to beat all of those teams. Martin Sperry is a real that's a real thorn in my pick. Yep. Yep. All right, so the last uh, Region 11, uh, we got Harvest Prep, Afrocentric, North Union, Fairbanks, Heath, Fredericktown. No surprise here. A lot of the Central District teams running the Southeast Ohio, um, even though Afrocentric was a 10 seed. Um, I'd be I'd be really surprised if they're the 10th best team <laughs> in Division Three of Central Ohio. <clears throat> Where are we going here, fellas? I went with Harvest Prep. Yeah, no. Nobody gonna knock, take the crown from them in D three Central Ohio this year. I think I picked against them last year. And I will say, man, I, I do think a Harvest Prep Columbus Afrocentric matchup, if it were to happen, would be very uh, interesting. Uh, just because I, I think Afrocentric has shown us. Uh, just when they're playing hard and those guys are engaged and Cortez Freeman's leading the way. Uh, I mean, they knocked off the purple and white this year. I know it was uh, one of those kind of hazard type of games to some people, but uh, I think Coach Bates does a phenomenal job to get those guys playing hard. I would not be shocked if Afrocentric found a way out of this district. TJ, all losses for the purple and white are asterisks. Something happened, right? Something happened. Uh, I'm going to go with Harvest Prep, man. I, I think that as well, I think you know they've got a couple of quality wins here late. Um, you guys will have to remind. I know they beat Bookdale Saturday, and then who was it they beat? Was it Dublin? One of the Dublin teams, I'm pretty sure. Was it Kaufman or Jerome? Um, you talking about Harvest Prep? Yeah, I know Kaufman. Yeah, they beat Kaufman. yeah. So they, they have they've got a couple of real nice wins lately. I think they're playing. Their best basketball right now, so give me Harvest Prep. Uh, that early season win over Wheelersburg is a sneaky good win. Yeah, it is. At Shawnee State. Yeah, it is. We skipped a district, too. The we, Southeast, too. Oh, we did. All right, my bad. Southeast 2, you're right. Um, Southeast 2, we've got, who do I got here? Uh, Minford, Crockerville, Fairland, North Adams, Chesapeake, and Ironton. I think this is a really good district. Very, very good district. I mean, you look at Chesapeake, has had a good year. Yes, they have. Ironton's got a handful of football players. Sean Terry just committed to Notre Dame. He's a big-time basketball player as well. Uh, Fairland got 1,000-point score Chase Allen. But I think we're going to get a rematch. North Adams versus Minford. North Adams got him in the playoffs last year. Minford got him in the regular season this year. I'm gonna go with Minford to uh, to edge it out, but this is this is a sneaky fun district. Yeah, it sure is. I, I mean, I could see I could see at least four of these teams winning. I mean, with a chance to win it. Yep. 
Roth, who you, or uh, TJ, who are you going with? I went with Midford as well. I um, I was able to catch the live stream of that Midford-North Adams game the first time around, and it's hard to unsee that. Um, they, they just absolutely massacred North Adams on the boards. But the thing with North Adams is if they shoot it well, you're in big trouble. Um, and they just seem to be, I mean, they haven't lost in a long, long time. Um, I am going to take North Adams to beat Minford again, but I would not be surprised if if we're talking about Ironsman winning this district. I would not not be surprised no matter at all. Gentlemen, I got a propose. We got one region left. I got a proposal for you. What if we next week's show we do region two and region or division two and division one? Because I want to give those quality time because um, you know those are our big boys. Those are our heavy hitters. Um, for sure. So we could wrap this up after we do this region, and then we focus on those for next week. Sounds like a plan. All right. Re region uh, 12. Um, this, this is something, too. Southwest. Oh, this isn't bad. Southwest no. 2. Williamsburg, Clearmont, Northeastern, CHCA. And then you got Anna and Shawnee. Um, in the bottom, I went with uh, Preble Shawnee. I think it's a team that's been knocking on the door. Uh, and I, anytime you got a senior and just a flat out competitor like Mason Shrout, uh, who is far and away the best player in the district, uh, give me Preble Shawnee. Yep, best player, tons of experience. Preble Shawnee, yeah, I uh, I was tempted with Anna, um, but I'll tell you what, they, the win over uh, Tri-Village this past weekend, um, you know, they, they've kind of been, you know, they got drilled by Fenwick, um, which you've seen, and they're a really good team, so, um, but they did get drilled by them, but I'm, I'm going to go with Preble Shawnee as well. I think uh, Mason Shrout, obviously the best player in the district. Um, give me, give me them as well. That, that is a sneaky good district, though. I mean, Valley View got the freshmen. Anna has a solid team. The top CHCA, like, there's some solid players and teams in that one. Better than the next one. Yeah, the next one we've got Summit Country Day. We've got Tri Village, West West Liberty Salem, and Waynesville. I mean, to me, this and I could be wrong. This is a Tri Village Invitational here. I, I went with Tri Village. Yeah, so did I. I'll take them as well. Um, Southwest Four: Carlisle, Miami East, Brookville, uh, Jamestown, Greenview, uh, Marymount, and Purcell Mary. This was a tough one for me. Give me Miami East. Okay. I almost I went with Marymount. Uh, <laughs> Kind of was going back and forth a little bit. Um, I'm going to trust my gut, trust my eyes. Teams that I've actually like, you know, gotten a chance to see in the in recent years. Uh, give me Miami East, Coach Rope. I'll spite TJ. I'll take Marymont head to head. We're going to get this one. Let's go, Marymont. All right, I'm going to I'm going to go off the deep end here, and I'm going to go with Carlisle. 
Hey, I like it. I like the, the districts where we're nobody's on in agreement. I, so, I like it when nobody's in agreement and none of us win it. And we all lose, yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean. That's, that's hard, hard, though. Yeah, it's, I'd be curious. We should definitely revisit that um, before the regional tournament and just see how many, if there were any districts where we were just all, like, way off. I, I bet there's less than three. All right, gentlemen, the final one here, Southwest 3, Indian Lake. This is this is for sales, Gamble Montessori, and Cincinnati Country Day. I went with Indian Lake. I saw them at the Battle of the Burgundy. They were impressive. They can score the ball. Senior Kate Nicole, impressive guard. They got a freshman who's pretty good as well. Uh, they get up and down the court. They, like, they have a chance to run some people at the gym in this district. So I got Indian Lake. I have Indian Lake as well. Clean sweep, even though I hesitated with your sales for a second. Um, but I am going to go clean sweep, Indian Lake. All right, gentlemen, we, uh, I think we, uh, we've done enough damage for tonight. Um, we're going to leave them hanging. Division two, division one next week, guys, make sure you come back for the big boys. Uh, I think I got some hot takes in division one and division two, man. Um, I'm going to be really curious to see where you guys are at, uh, see if you're with me or, or against me, uh, especially in division two. So. I'm always against you, TJ, you know that. Yeah. TJ, the only thing I need you to do next week is just bring your A game. That's it. I got you. Well, for Mike Roth, TJ Petros, I'm Kurt Stubbs. Have a great week, everybody.